are listening to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. If you would like to make the connection with your son or daughter as they grow up in heaven, I invite you to visit my website and check out my new program. It is Growing Up in Heaven, seven steps that will take you through the exact process that I used to make the connection with my son, Jack. You can visit my website at livealifeyoulove, all spelled out, .org, O-R-G, for all the details. In today's episode, we're talking about the three reasons why you are not connecting with your cross river child and what to do about it. This is something that I'm asked almost daily, you know, people from um, all parts of the country, all around the world are, are reaching out and asking uh, different questions about, you know, well, I can't, I can't make the connection and, and why is that and, and what can I do to shift and change that. And so these are the three reasons that I have found uh, most common as to why we are not making that connection. And what you can do about it. And something that I always love to explain to people is that you do not need to be a medium to make the connection with your son or daughter on the other side. You don't. Oftentimes we are so emotionally, um, we're, we're, we're too emotionally invested. Like our, our, once the emotions come into play, then our intuition is a little bit off. Things kind of get fuzzy. We're not sure if it's our ego or if we're making stuff up. And so It's, it's so important to have an understanding of how the spirit world is making the connection and what that looks like. And um, I know firsthand that, you know, after I, I lost my son, Jack, I went through a deep, deep grief and mourning. And I just, it just literally shattered my heart. And it would take me years to rebuild and put that back together and sort of figure out what had happened and, and work through the nuances of it and, and, you know, really give myself the grace and the time that I needed to, to really grieve him to work through everything. So, you know, I think a lot of times again, people will, will reach out and say, well, I'm not a medium. I don't know if I can do this. How, how is that possible? And I always tell people that when you learn how to adjust your energy and, and, and you understand how the spirit world is making that connection, when you start to play in that arena, so to speak, your, your angels and, and your guides and your child on the other side, they're also part of that. And, and through the program, I, I teach you exactly how to bring your vibration up, how to make the connection with your spirit guide that is helping you with the connection with your child. Um, you know, there are so many different ways that we can explain all of these different pieces. And now if you are new to all of this, if you are still, you know, working through the grief and working through the mourning, that, that in itself is one of the reasons why you maybe not be able to, um, to connect with your child on the other side. So we're going to take a deep dive into that. Um, I had the, uh, the pleasure of interviewing uh, Maria with Healthy Morning. Um, and 
she so graciously explained that grief and mourning are different. I think a lot of people think it's the same thing. I'm grieving, I'm mourning. They think it's the exact same thing and it actually isn't. So we're grieving, we grieve first and that's internal. Sometimes we have an upset stomach or we feel anxious or, um, you know, our sleep is disrupted or, you know, we have racing thoughts or our heart is pounding. We're just, we're, we just feel all of these different things. And this is where, you know, the, the stages of grief come in, you know, it's, we may be, you know, bargaining, you know, if I, if I'd done something different and there may be guilt attached to that, uh, there could be anger, there could be deep sorrow, um, there could be depression, you know, there are so many different aspects to the grieving process and that looks different for everyone. And, you know, I have, you know, there are families that I've read for and it's fascinating because, you know, there was a family of, of five that I had read for, they'd lost, uh, they'd lost their brother. And all five family members were at a different stage of the grieving and the mourning process. And, and losing a child is, is devastating. I mean, it brought me to my knees. I've shared that in other, other episodes. Um, it was something I, I, I would not wish that on anyone. Like, it's just, there's grieving the loss of a child is, is grieving the dreams and, and how that child would have fit into your family. If you had other children, um, you know, watching them grow up and, and the milestones and all your hopes and dreams for that little person and just having them here in this reality to show them things and, and show them everything and just all the experiences and, and, and the love and the joy and all of it. So, grieving a child is there's so many there are a multitude of facets to it it's just it just it, there isn't uh you know here are the three things that you're going to experience when you lose a child no it goes all over the place and i've i've shared this before um when you have a loss it ping pongs back and it connects to other losses that you've had and so sometimes that can feel like a tsunami of energy sometimes it can just feel like you're just, you're just, you can't go on. You're not going to be able to breathe. You can't focus. It just, it feels like a wave after wave of, of emotion and it can become very, very intense. So it's so important to grieve and to understand what grieving looks like for you. And after you've grieved, so grieving is internal. And then when we move into mourning, mourning is the external expression. So some people, when they're in deep mourning, they wear black. They've, you know, sort of withdrawn from the usual things that would bring them joy. They, they want solitude. They don't want to be around a lot of people. Um, uh, crying, you know, I, I, I went through, you know, a year or two where I didn't wear mascara. I thought I, I will never be able to wear a mascara again because, I would get triggered and I just, you know, I would have a, be having a great day and I would hear someone call out Jack and it would start, or I would, you know, be having a great, great couple of days. And then I would see a little boy that would have been Jack's age. And it just, you know, like there were different things that came up for me. So I, I would drive, I would drive, it's, it's called Elbow Falls. It's this beautiful, natural, um, this natural water source, this natural, you know, it's where the river comes in and it meets with the falls and it's absolutely beautiful. I would drive out there 
And sometimes I would just start bawling as soon as I got in the car. I would cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. And then I would get out there and I would cry some more. And then I would look for my heart rocks and I would cry some more. And it was just, I gave myself permission to release. I really gave myself permission to grieve and allow that to be whatever it needed to be. You know, sometimes, again, when we're grieving, it isn't you know, there isn't a one size fits all. It isn't, you're going to experience these, these stages and this is how it's going to look for you. And it's going to be three weeks here and two weeks there, and you're going to be done in six months. It doesn't work like that. Like the heart, the heart takes time to mend and that the heart has its own agenda. And when, you know, if we don't feel like we have enough support around us, that can also impact how we're grieving, how we're mourning. Um, I invite you to check out Maria's website. If this resonates for you, it's called healthymorning.com. And she shares a multitude of, of just beautiful insight and information around the grieving process and the mourning process. So we grieve, that's internal. And then we mourn, that is external. And then at some point along the journey, we reconcile what's happened. We come to accept that they're no longer here in a physical body. And we're able to start creating a new life for ourselves. We're able to start creating a new foundation, so to speak, a new way of being. I know for a fact that I'm not the same person I was before I lost Jack. I'm not. I just, that it was a, it was a heartache and a loss that I, I thought it just, I just wanted it to stop. There were times where I just, I wanted to die. I wasn't suicidal. I just, I wanted to die. I just wanted the pain to go away. I wanted my son to be here. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to be connected to him. And in creating a new way of being, I just, Jack really helped me work through that. And I've shared this in other episodes before where I couldn't connect with him for the first several years it was like he was gone. And I just was so heartbroken. And, you know, people would say to me, well, you're a medium, you can connect with him. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Meh. And that's probably one of the worst things that you can say to someone. You know, I always tell people, if you can't hold space for someone's grief, then tell them, tell them, you know what, this isn't my specialty. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm not good at this. Maybe there's someone else you can talk to, because you're literally holding someone's heart. And you know, I know firsthand that, you know, sharing my story about Jack, some people just didn't want to hear it because they don't have the capacity. You know, I had someone tell me, well, you just, you know, you could have got pregnant again, you could have done this, you could have adopted. And it just, it minimized my pain. So it's very important to find the right people. You know, as Brene Brown says, you know, who has earned the right to hear your story? It's so important to have the right people around you who can listen and support you and just be there for you just hold space and so you know some days will be easier than others and we're triggered and that's that's all part of the process and so what you can do about this so when when you're you know when you're still in the midst of your grief or your mourning or both it kind of goes back and forth sometimes and you haven't fully reconciled yet that that you've lost the child and and that you have a new way of being and that there is a there is a way that that you can still thrive and create joy in your life um there are certain things that you can do to help the process and that is to talk to a grief counselor join a support group 
Know that once you are able to reconcile your loss, that you will be able to connect with your child on the other side. But we need to clear all of that energy and heal all of it for you to make that connection. The connection that we make with the other side is through our heart. And if our heart is hurting and it's broken and we just experience such heartbreak, we have to honor that process. There's no getting around grieving or mourning. We have to go through it. And through it is where the transformation occurs. You know, we have to fully grieve and then we work in the, move into the mourning. And it is through that process that we transform the loss and we're able to start to see a new way of life, a new way of being. I, I knew that I had shifted something when I went down to the river and I sat there with my coffee and I actually didn't cry. I finished my coffee and it was like, oh, I don't feel like crying today. It was the weirdest thing. It was just like, huh, something has shifted for me. That's really cool. And then the following day, I didn't cry. And the following day, I didn't cry. So then I had, a, I had, I had more good days where I wasn't crying. And I knew that I was building that momentum. I knew that I was creating a new way of living here in this reality without Jack right beside me. So that's the first way. That's the first reason why a lot of people are not able to connect with their child on the other side. That is that they haven't fully grieved and mourned and then eventually reconcile with the loss. So if that's where you are, again, talk to a grief counselor. I've read so many books. I've listened to podcasts. I, you know, was in support groups. I just needed to be around kindred spirits who understood what I was feeling and what I was going through. And not everyone does. So it's very important to have the right people around you that can hold that space for you. And now the second reason why you may not be able to connect with your child on the other side is because your vibration is lower. So I've talked about this in other episodes, but I'll go over it again quickly. There is, uh, so there's a gentleman by the name of David, David L. Hawkins, and he came up with the emotion scale, if you will. And this, this, um, this scale is, it's like a gauge of emotions. Shame is actually at the very bottom, followed by grief. And then I think it's anger. And there are certain lower emotions at the very end, that the, the bottom. And then as we move up, we move into hopeful. And then at the 500 mark, about the halfway mark, it's love. Ascended masters or Jesus, Buddha, Mother Teresa, they are at the highest levels at, you know, 900 or, or 1000. And so there's this scale. And to, to be connected into who we really are, our, our spirit, our authentic self, our soul, whatever that looks like for you, the days when you feel joyous and happy, and you love your life to connect into that energy, you have to raise your vibration. And so again, grief is at I think it's 70 or it's, it's one of the lowest, you know, shame is at the bottom and then it's grief. So I couldn't understand why I wasn't able to get traction, you know, in my business. I wasn't able to, you know, get, get the momentum going with projects I was working on until I understood, well, I've been sitting in a grief vibration for three years. Of course, that it totally makes sense why I wasn't able to create more in my life. And then once I understood that, 
you know, it, it went hand in hand with grieving Jack and, and mourning him and working through that. So I finally came to the point where I realized I can still create a life that I love without him here in the physical, that that love never dies, that he is still connected to me. He is still very much a part of my life. And then once I started to look at different ways to raise my vibration through breath work, mantras, um, journaling, you know, I, I just, there were so many different ways that, you know, through movement, exercise, my walks down by the river, spending time with people I love. There's so many different ways that you can raise your vibration. And so the two go hand in hand. And so I want you to really be gentle with yourself as you're working through this, no matter where you are, how how, you know, when, when you lost your child, or if you've lost multiple children, no matter when that loss occurred, just be very gentle with yourself as to where you are on the spectrum. And so that vibration is so key. So you can see that, you know, if we haven't fully grieved, our vibration is at that grief vibration. If we haven't fully mourned, you know, grieving and mourning, it's that it's a lower vibration, it's a lower frequency. And so if that's where we're still at with everything, then we're not able to make that connection. So I like to explain to people that spirit energy moves quick. The energy of your child in spirit is fast. It's a quick energy. So if you can imagine walking into a dark room and flicking the light switch on, how quickly that current goes from the wall that you just flick the light switch on to illuminating the light in the room. That's how fast spirit energy moves. Even quicker, I imagine. Like it's just, it just it's, it's crazy how fast it is. So if that's how fast that frequency is, and that's at around that 500 mark that I mentioned earlier, and we are sitting at 70 or 80, we're nowhere near that vibration so that we can connect with our child on the other side. And this isn't about, I can't do it right, and I'm not ever going to get there. It just This isn't meant to bring up frustration for you. This is just meant to help you understand if you really do have a, a, a desire to make that connection with your child on the other side, and it's not happening, this is typically where we start. We look at where you're at with the grief. If you fully grieved, if you fully mourned, have you reconciled the loss? Are you ready to even consider the possibility that you can have a beautiful life without your child here in the physical? And then we look at your vibration. Where is your energy sitting? And it's interesting too, because uh, I follow the work of Abraham Hicks and they talk about, you know, that quite often we are putting out two, we're, we're putting out two different energetics out to the universe. One is, I want my child back. And then we think, I don't have my child. So it just sort of keeps the energy sort of stuck in that. I want this, but I don't have it. I want this, but I don't have it. And so this is part of the transformation through the mourning process where we're able to realize, okay, I don't have them here in the physical reality with me. Then I would do anything to change that, of course. But what do I know is true right now? is that they're not here and they're not coming back. And I can find joy in my heart again. I can heal through this. I can find a different way to express my, my love and a different way to enjoy my life. 
while my child is growing up in heaven. And so that's the second reason why you may not be connecting with your child and what you can do about it. So raising our vibration is doing things that we like, is connecting into things that really light us up. There was a podcast I listened to and, and the woman in the podcast, I think, uh, what is her name? Mandy Morris. And she said that when she manifests, she doesn't have, she doesn't have a dream board or a vision board. She has a list of the things that she's already manifested and then she connects into that. And she says, well, yeah, look, I wanted to sell the house. We got the house sold. Amazing. I was looking at, you know, starting to work out at the gym. I now go three days a week. Amazing. So she's looking at the ways that her life is working because if we focus on how it's not working and how our child isn't here and it's not the same and we're never going to get over it, we're going to stay in that energy. And so this is just an invitation for you to look at a new way of, of potentially, possibly experiencing your child as they grow up on the other side. So vibration, you know, dancing raises your vibration, even journaling, um, mantras, you know, every day in every way, my life is getting better. You know, everything is figure outable. That's Marie Forleo. Everything is figure outable. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure this out. That was one that I had said early on. I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I believe that God has a plan for my life. And that I, I know that I will have joy in my life again. I just have to honor, give my loss the, the dignity that it requires to move through the grieving and the mourning. So I can reconcile the loss. I can accept what has happened. I'll never like it. Never in a million years will I like the fact that Jack isn't here. But I can look at ways to accept it and to integrate it as part of my story. That's all it is. It just becomes part of who we are. And so again, lowering the vibration, once we're aware of it, we can start to look at, okay, and we can start to give ourselves grace. You know, if you are in the throes of, of deep grief and mourning, just be very gentle with yourself. That is where the art of extreme self-care comes in, where, you know, we, we take extra good care of ourselves. We, we pamper ourselves. We're gentle with ourselves. We, we, we give ourselves the grace and compassion that we would give our best friend if they had lost someone. We need to just get, turn that inward and give that to ourselves. And so again, raising your vibration could be through dance, could be through music, through, could be through creativity. Our souls are here to create. And when we're not creating, we're not fully living. And so what are, what are some different ways that you can create? Go take a painting class. Here in Calgary, we have Color Me Mine. And as you go in, you pick your piece of ceramic, and then you pick your paint, and you sit and you paint. It's very therapeutic. I quite like it. You know, what can you do? Um, um, Chelsea uh, Ola Miller, I had her on the podcast a little while ago. And, and she said that, you know, um, after she lost her mother, that she learned how to do her makeup. She has fantastic makeup. It just, you know, she's, she, you know, took makeup classes and YouTube videos. And just, you know, she just did a deep dive into, into makeup because it was creative. It was helping her to move and keep the energy flowing and helping her to process. And in the midst of that, she started to feel better about herself. So, you know, we could take a class, take a yoga class, um, learn to meditate, singing, dancing, physical movement, um, you know, doing something nice for someone else. My neighbor just, you know, baked banana bread for me and, and brought it over, which was so lovely, you know, sitting with somebody, you know, connecting with kindred spirits, um, you know, there's so many different ways that you can raise your vibration. 
And again, raising our vibration as we're working through the grief in the morning will make it that much easier to have a nice high vibration. And it makes it easier for us to experience our children on the other side, because we're that much closer to the vibration that they are resonating at. Now, the third reason why you may not be connecting with your child on the other side is that you're expecting the connection to look a certain way. And I've heard this thousands of times over the years. Everyone wants to be clairvoyant and everyone wants to hear and have conversations with, with our children on the other side. And of course, we would love nothing better than that. Absolutely. But it's having an understanding as to how the spirit world, how your child will connect with you is understanding which one of your spiritual gifts is your strongest. And in the program, I take you through exercises to help you understand which one is your strongest. And then we focus on strengthening it so your child will utilize that gift to make the connection. So the four main ways that spirit utilizes our spiritual gifts to connect with us. One is clairvoyance, that is clear seeing. So dreams, seeing repeating numbers, signs, like I find heart rocks everywhere, um, feathers, dimes, coins, butterflies, um, you know, all, that's all clairvoyance. You know, I see sparkles out of the corner of my eye. Sometimes around certain people, I see, I see sparkles around them and they're angels and, and other beings of light. And so those are all clairvoyantly, you know, I also, I often will see like pictures in the, in my mind's eye, like I'll see a snapshot of something, or it's like a little movie playing, like a little scene that's playing. So that's clairvoyance and clairaudience is our clear hearing. Clairaudience is, um, you know, I may hear my son, Jack, and sometimes it sounds like I'm hearing it outside of me. And other times it's like, I'm hearing it inside. It's like, if you imagine counting from one to five in your mind, that's kind of what it sounds like sometimes. It's also through music. So sometimes I'll just, I'll turn the radio on and there's a song that's just playing just for me. And it's like, oh, I love that. Other times I'll be out and about and I'll hear a snippet of a conversation and it, you know, well, there's this book I need to read or, or this person had this incredible experience. And it's like, oh, I need, that's for me. That's lighting me up. Um, you know, I, I'll be guided to listen to a podcast and it's like, it just, it feels like they're, they're speaking directly to me. Um, you know, when I do space clearings, I hear the most beautiful angelic celestial music and singing I've ever heard. I've, you know, I think pentatonic is, is about the closest <clears throat> that I have found that comes to that, that music that I hear. It's just so beautiful. So that's clear audience. And then we've got clear sentience. Clear sentience is our clear feeling. So I heat up, like my skin turns pink or red. Um, that's when the energy, I'm feeling the energy, I start to heat up or I start to get really cold. Like right now, I'm like my hands and, and feet are frozen. Um, I get goosies. I, when Jack comes in, my heart is just overflowing. Um, you know, clairsentience is, you know, when you walk into a room and you just feel like somebody had had a fight, that there's just something kind of off in the energy in that room. That's our clairsentience. That's clear feeling. And then we have clear cognizance. And clear cognizance is we just know. It's like we just, we know the answer before the question is even asked. Clear cognizance, we just know. Like I, I know when Jack is around, it's like, oh, where are you? I know you're here. I just know you're here. And um, clear cognizance is, you know, sometimes we're, we can get confused with, was that my mind making that up? Or do I really know that? Or what the heck is that? So just keeping that in mind. 
that those are the four main ways that your child will, will try to connect with you, is trying to connect with you. And when you have a greater understanding as to which one is your strongest, once you figure that out and have a greater understanding, and again, we go through this in the program if that interests you, or, you know, I can work one-on-one with people, or, you know, you can read books and you can, you know, meditate and, and just have an idea as to how do you receive information the strongest? Like when you walk in a room, do you notice what you're looking at? Do you notice how you're feeling? You know, are you thinking certain things? Are you feeling certain things? Do you hear certain things? And so I invite you over the next couple of days to just be aware of what is it that you pick up on first when you enter into a new space? When you wake up in the morning, what is it that you start to look for first? Is it, do you smell coffee brewing? Do you hear birds singing? Like, what is it that I invite you to really start looking at that because the energy of connecting the spirit is very subtle. And when we're busy making lists and we're busy, you know, just functioning through our life, you know, and if, and then we, you know, we wrap that up with grief and mourning and all of those sorts of things, we can often miss the signs and miss uh, making that connection with our child on the other side. Your child on the other side is so excited to make that connection with you. You know, like my son, Jack would be nine this year. And I see him as a nine-year-old boy every year. He's, he's bigger. He's, he's on the other side. He's doing all sorts of beautiful, wonderful things that I am privileged to be able to see. And he shares with me and I wouldn't be able to experience that with him. If I hadn't fully grieved him, mourned him and reconciled the loss and, and been in a place where I could, I could be open to the possibility that I could thrive and have joy in my life even through my loss. And then I worked really hard on raising my vibration. You know, I did Qigong. I, you know, was physically active, went for walks by the river. Um, you know, anytime we're near a fast moving body of water, it creates a natural vortex. And it's just a natural energy that just lights us up. And it was just so amazing. Like it was once I really started to feel the shift in my energy and I did a lot of meditations and if meditation isn't your thing, I invite you to start with guided meditations. Uh, Orin Dabin, O-R-I-N-D-A-B-E-N.com. They're channeled by Sinea Roman. Um, and uh, Dwayne, I don't recall his last name, but they're two beautiful channels and they channel through this information and beautiful music that goes together. It just, anyway, I can't, I can't talk about them enough. They're just beautiful. And that's where I started when I couldn't, when my, my monkey mind was crazy and I was grieving and so sad, I would just put on a guided meditation and allow it to take me to a different place. And so, you know, meditation is another way to raise our vibration. Um, one of my favorites is uh, miracle tapping. Um, if you're familiar with tapping, um, there's a woman by the name of Margaret Lynch, and she has on her YouTube channel, she has miracle tapping. So she takes you through this quick tapping series. It's like five minutes or so, and it will bring you up into a higher vibration. So, you know, just, I want to fill your toolbox with different ways that you can start to release some of the lower energies and perhaps ease the heartache a little bit for you while you have an understanding as to, okay, maybe this is why I'm not able to make that connection. And if you have any questions, please reach out. 
please, you know, if you feel guided, find a grief counselor, find someone to work with. You know, if there's a class you'd like to take, a meditation, maybe, you know, a Reiki session or a healing session, um, a workshop, you know, just sitting, you know, with a group, you know, a group, a lost group. There are fantastic groups on Facebook for mothers um, and fathers who have lost children. So those are just, those are three of the most common ways that um, you may not be connecting with your crossover child and what you can do about it. Again, if I can answer any questions, please reach out. If you feel like you're ready to make that connection and you'd like a little bit more support, I invite you to look at my program. Uh, it's on my website at livealifeyoulove, all spelled out, .org, or you can shoot me an email or call, and I'm more than happy to have a chat with you to see where you're at and to help find the best, the best way to support you through your loss as you really begin to create a new foundation for yourself. I send each and every one of you so much love and so much gratitude. Thank you. I love all the messages and I love, um, I love hearing how you're doing. I love that. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I am going to send all of your babies home with you now. All the, uh, the children are, they always come in when we're recording the podcast. So that energy is there for each and every one of you who have lost a child, no matter when that loss was. Uh, it doesn't matter when you listen to this episode. If you find this a year from now or five years from now, the energy of your child will be, it will be there. And if you connect into your heart space and just focus on your heart, you may even experience them. You may feel emotions. You just, you may just know that they're there with you. I send you mountains of love. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye for now.